Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. And these recordings aren't published, and they're um, hidden on my TalkShoe page now so that nobody can get to them. So they're just for us. Soon, yeah, well, soon, you know, if, if you guys, if mm-hmm. you had, if you guys had any uh, understanding of how much of I've been uh, targeted and harassed, because believe it or not, you know, some people don't like the shit that I'm talking about. You know? Really? <laughs> oh, you would not believe, bro. You would not believe. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we can appreciate that because over you know over the last few years, I've I've. Um, you know, I, I I watch the creditors and commerce guys. Um, there's some local people down here that we've been told about. We've met a couple of them, but um, so, a couple of people in our law study group they they used to meet with these people, and and you know they they were doing the uh, 1099 OIDs, and they were doing bonds, and and every single one of them, as soon as they started teaching people, they got they got snapped up. And uh, some of them are still sitting in jail, right? So, yeah, so we can this, we can appreciate your position. Yeah, they they don't like you know. Uh, look, if, if if people only knew what I knew, so what should I yeah. say? What I know. Uh, that doesn't mean I know everything, because that's far from it. Uh, uh, there's lots of areas uh, that I'm trying to break through. Uh, to give me, you know, more control over my my life, um, but uh, uh, there, there is a lot of things I do know, and uh, most of the shit that I knew do know. I call it bullshit, <laughs> but it's nice to know that it's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, um, for instance, you know, uh, understanding how the relationship between towns, cities, states, counties. And, and these organizational structures uh, versus what is portrayed on what they call political maps. Uh, we got to understand that uh, before uh, the Constitution and the districtalization of, I don't even know if that's the word, districtalization, is that the word? I don't know. Uh, but, but, but when they cut the United States up as districts, such as the New York district, the Kentucky district, the yeah. I think it's just called districting. I think that's what right. they call it, districting. <laughs> right, well, you know, uh, when they did all the districting, when they did that, you got to remember that there wasn't, there, there wasn't no quote-unquote borders. And if you can understand that and wrap your mind around that, uh, that they had this thing called... Uh, you know, the state at large or uh, the county at large or uh, these terms. And that's why that's why the police hate. See, when you're at large, you're, you're free. 
Mm-hmm. And that's well. That's why they say we got we got a suspect at large. We got a, a rapist at large. We got a, a robber at large. You see, we dealt they with that back that. in back in Connecticut with our dogs. There were um, the town that we lived in was cracking down on all the the dog people that like to let their dogs run free. And we had a couple unofficial designated spots, and and some of the snootier people in town were getting tired of it, and. So sure. they started bringing up that old statute, and that's what the statute was. Uh, was the dogs are considered running at large? Yes, uh, that's what that's what they don't want you doing. Yeah, <laughs> see what I'm saying? They don't want a guy like me at large running around telling everybody what's going on. It messes with the revenue stream and the retirement yeah, account. It's not good for business, man. You're not showing up to the fleece every year, yep. you know. You know that's what I said. You know, uh, and people can and can read that Bible, and they can they can have their beliefs. And hey, look, that's perfectly fine. But uh, uh, when I read that Bible, it's strictly concerning the legal and the birth certificate, all from page one to the last page. And you know, they talk oh. about this. I was talking about them about the you know the search for scientific atom and the X chromosome or the X mutation, you know they say scientifically you know so many thousands of years ago it all started with this guy called Adam, who was the first mutant X gene, you know that started this mutation that that led to what we call modern man or to us, uh, which is uh, totally bullshit, um, but it is true in the sense. If you if you understand it like I do, which is about the birth certificate, about uh, uh, understanding that uh, that that is that 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 it is a negotiable instrument, that uh, you can overcome it, and that you can take control of it. You know, matter of fact, this is what all the stories and the myths and the legends is all about. Is about young people coming of age, uh, not just young people, young people, but people like myself overcoming, you know, uh, decades, if not centuries, of uh, public full education and uh, able to overcome uh, this barrier that was set in front of me called, called uh, you know, uh, uh, indoctrination uh, and, and and not being told exactly how things work for you know for somebody to overcome that that's a, that's a pretty neat thing you know. So do you have any updates on the um, the banking stuff? Uh, no, uh, got a statement in the mail says I uh, got one hundred twelve thousand dollars in there, uh, but yeah. it's on hold. Can't touch it. Okay. I did uh Susan help me out. We're 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 trying to test some uh deposits to see because like I said, the whole thing is is for you get that check come back. You know what they talk about on the uh in Congress and you hear Hillary Clinton and Al Gore talk about the lockbox? Oh. Well I've I've heard the only lockbox I've heard talked about is one where Hillary keeps uh, Bill's family jewels. <laughs> right. Well, maybe Bill's family jewels is a birth certificate. You know. <laughs> Look, you ever watch that? You ever watch a movie, National Treasure? 
with the Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, at the beginning of that movie, he's got his grandpa there with Nicolas Cage. He's posing the little boy. And his grandpa sitting there showing him, you know, talking about the Knights Templars and, uh, you know, how they left secrets and clues uh, to what's going on and everything. And, uh, Is that the one with the puzzle box? Uh, I can't remember if there was a puzzle box right there beginning anyway, but he was sitting there explaining it to him, and he held up a dollar bill. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, and they left us clues. You know, uh, he started pointing at the eye, the all-seeing eye, and the eagle, and, and, the, and this thing as he was sitting there explaining him. Well, his dad comes in there, runs in there, he says, that dollar represents the entire Gates family fortune. And he's absolutely right. Now, how could that dollar represent the entire Gates family fortune? It's good for all debts, public and private. There you go. Now, my guess is is that uh, there is some way to use that serial number as a clearing account. Because, see, look, there's, there's, there's something funny about that $1 bill. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The symbols on it, you know, the, the way I recognize that. See, thing. First of all, uh, uh, it says $1. One is, while we think of the number one, that's not how... Uh, it, it one is usually generally seen. It's usually generally seen as one unit, one company, one, you know, uh, one unit. And that unit is usually identified as uh, uh, what looks like the number one, but it's not. It's an eye with a sheriff. And it represents one unit. Now, there's that, that eight-digit serial number on there. We, call, we look at that dollar bill. It's also, uh, you know, whose who's face is on it? But Washington's. Well, in a clearing account, uh, which is also called a wash account or a, a barter account or the bathroom account, you know, the washroom, uh, where this is where you clean it. Look. <coughs> In the movie Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone, do you remember them talking about the the, the three seashells versus the water handfuls of water paper? No, I no. don't think I saw that movie. All right, well, they, they unthaw Sylvester Stallone and he comes out in the future, right? And well he right. wants to go take it he wants to go take a shit in the bathroom, but he goes in there and he says comes back out and he says, Uh look, I uh I hate say but you're out of toilet paper. And they're like, what? He said, yeah, you're out, you're out of toilet paper. And, uh, you know, instead of having toilet paper there, you got three seashells. And uh, they all start laughing. They say, well, you know, he don't know how to use the three seashells. This is a direct reference to the, the, the three, you know, the routing information that gets your accounts to clear. And judging by the dollar bill, 
which is a uh, you know a handful of wad of paper, right? That you wipe your ass with. <laughs> it's actually fun the way they always tie all this shit in. Uh, but if the Washington dollar bill is the wash account, it has to be the clearing account, which is this is the way I see it. Although I haven't figured it out yet, I see it. Uh, it just hasn't clicked for me yet. So, uh, but uh, to use that dollar bill as a clearing account or the wash account uh, certainly makes sense to me, you know. For instance, you know, you could use that as your ACH uh, automated clearing account or your automated clearinghouse. Uh, and, and this is another thing that uh, I talk about uh, is, is the generalization of all these terms, the automated clearinghouse, right? Uh, you know, you have to have an automated clearinghouse in order to clear your bank payments. But it doesn't never say, it, it never is specific in saying, well, what automated clearinghouse? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have a state ID. What state? It doesn't say. Everything, if you if you look at all the laws, everything is done with such general uh, 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 non-specificity uh, of, uh, of what they're talking about. Like, for instance, the Board of Governors. Well, I'm telling you guys that the Board of Governors is the back of the checks. It's not some board of 10 or 11 people sitting there, you know, somewhere talking and doing. No, it's 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 the Board of Governors. The Board of Governors is the endorsement that's made on the back of the check. And we all know that when you go from the minors to the majors, it's all about the endorsements, is it not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... it's, it's, it's whether you talk about baseball, football, tennis, whatever, it's all based on the legal shit, and it's all based on the birth certificate and what they call checking or the check games or the King Games, which is why they have the King Games version Bible. You know, Jesus Christ was the King of Kings. He's the check of checks. And his name ain't Jesus. His name was called Asus because that's the cards he was holding when it come time to call, when it, made, when, it, when, it, when it was time for the red heifer to make the call, because you've probably heard this, that Jesus Christ, uh, when you uh, talk about the story of the red heifer or the ritual of the red heifer, uh, Jesus Christ fulfilled that role as the red heifer who was sacrificed for us, you know. Huh. You know, I find it pretty hard to believe that the people were calling Jesus uh, when, in fact, there was no J, you know, until 1600, you know. And this is a a perfect example of the spellings uh, that the the magicians have cast upon us, is that, uh, oh, hold the hell up, man. How, how, How do we go from aces to Jesus? You know, for you know, for sixteen hundred years, everybody calls him Asus, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, one day in sixteen hundred, somebody goes, "Well, you know what, man? Let's fucking change the I to a new letter J. I invent it, and we'll call him Jesus." 
what, what, what the hell is going on there, right? Right. Well, and you know, the aces, uh, that's 11. Two aces, 11, 1, 1. And when you look at all the things that uh, Jesus did, turning the water into wine, made the blind man see, all these so-called miracles or what they call healings, uh, which I know to heal means to validate. At least according to the Freemason dictionary, you know. Hmm. So when Jesus, when when the Bible says go around and heal the people, uh, what he's saying is go around, go to, go around and validate the people, and uh, we do that through the birth certificate, you know. You know, we all, it's really a great system that they have put in place. Whoever involved this system, it, it, it was, it's a good thing. It's, it's meant to do right. It's meant to keep a balance in this uh, uh, world of uh, imbalances. <laughs> but uh, it certainly is being abused by the people who are in control of it, administrate it. Uh, you know, they're not letting... Some of the people that deserve to pass are not letting them pass, and some of the people that don't deserve to pass are letting them in because, you know, they're part of the club, you know, which it shouldn't be that way. Uh, I had a question for you regarding the um, the entity you set up to do business with the United States. Right. What kind of entity is that? Well, you can set up a trust, a sole proprietor, uh, depending on what your purpose is, you know. Okay, because, yeah, I was looking at um, looking at the different options there and uh, playing around with um, some, I'll, I'll call them dummy accounts. <laughs> and I was right. able to set up... Uh, a decedent's estate and use the decedent as the administrator or executor of the estate? I was like, hmm, interesting. And I had also heard of somebody else who was able to use, you know, they're alive and use their numbers to call themselves a decedent and administrate their own estate. and. Sure. That worked as well. Yeah, it's all it's all about uh, uh, separating yourself from that entity. See, the way to have it set up, maturity comes when that entity dies. When the child dies, the adult is born. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that's basically how how you should look at that. You know, uh, but that child has that child he has to die. You know, Iron Maiden talks about it. You know. Two minutes to midnight, time to sacrifice the child. Uh, the, the, the child sacrifice that all the Satan and all the shit comes from actually comes from the church. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, you know, we, we, we look at the, uh, 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 the, 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 
the witches and the wizards as being separate from the churches, when in fact the, ch- the churches are the covens, covenants uh, and the, uh, the, the circles. Uh, once you know, you'll see so many similarities between quote-unquote um, uh, witches' covenants and witch groups and sorcery groups uh, with that of churches. You know, and they got a voodoo doll. That, that's what the birth certificate is. The, the birth certificate is a voodoo doll that they control you with, that they can track you with, and they'll they'll stick that voodoo doll with pens. Get it? You know, ink pens and pencils, mm-hmm. and and they will pencil whoop your ass. It all basically comes from the fact that uh, some of the people who are in in, in the positions of authority abuse that authority to, you know, uh, uh, rain down fire and brimstone is what they call it, you know, on the the godless. No, they're just a bunch of fucking assholes. Yep. So when you talk about, you know, me personally, I put all my faith and trust in God. You You know, God is my trustee. For everything I do, I do through a trust. And you're a foreign entity doing setting up a trust and getting an EIN for that? Uh, yeah. See, well, it, it depends on how, how you look at it. You could do it any way you want. See, this is the, crea- the, the cool part about the blank paper or the blank check. Uh, you know, I'm beginning to understand that, uh, you know, you do it all yourself, and, and it's not – It's to put it uh, 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 metaphorically, it's not – it's not what's in the box. It's it's what's in the person who opens up the box. You have this piece of paper. Uh, for instance, they have the you know this uh, uh, tradition that uh, when a child becomes of age, his grandmother gives him a blank check. But the truth is, the blank check is always there. The child just has to realize it. Make sense. <laughs> I'm trying to apply that practically <laughs> and as well, far as um, look, steps look. to do. There are some people who are able to take a blank fucking piece of paper, put some writing on it, walk down to the bank, and walk out with money. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's the person who is unlocked, or should I say has realized the blank check. Now, wouldn't you like to know what he's putting on those documents to walk out of there with that cash? Yeah. So why? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, it happens. I believe it. I believe, like, all those Shark Tank people and everything. Sure. They're just, uh... They're very not. good at turning, yeah, they're very good at turning regular pieces of paper into money. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's done by you know through promissory notes. You know you should be look from all the, everything I've read. You should be able to fill out a, a promissory note, take it right down to the bank, and sell it. Yep. From everything I know, you should be able to take your birth certificate down there, go right down there, and get a fucking home loan or what they call a non-recourse loan on it. 
But see, what I but what I saw also what I, I've also noticed uh, is that uh, it seems to be part of a club. Either you know, either you're in. If you're in the club, you can go down there and play the game. If you're not, then you can't. You see what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be open for everybody. The bank itself only provides services. That's why, you know, I go and, you know, created the company Grace Bank and Trust. Uh, went and got an EIN for it. Uh, so now, and why did I do that? Here's why I did that, because the law provides certain guidelines for the banks. It's right there in black and white. If you had a bank that would just follow the law, there's nothing that you couldn't do. But see, that's not what we have. We have these banking service companies that when we go down there, even though the law says this, uh, uh, that, that you're allowed to do this, that, that, this, uh, the bank itself has its policies that doesn't allow those things. So they thereby put limits on you uh, 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 so that you cannot uh, use the law to, the, to your full benefit. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they put these guidelines, policies, and all these other things. Well, okay, well, okay, all right. If that's the way you're going to fucking do it, excuse my language, if that's the way you're going to do it, then I'll just go create my own bank, and I will not put none of those restrictions on me. Mm-hmm. As soon as I figure out the electronic part of it, you know, I can do the uh, regular standard debit card uh, uh transactions and stuff. But until then, I, I'm trying to work out the check on the personal account, uh, and that gets where that's where we get back to having currency, which is where if you have the power, if you have the it, if you have the current, you should be able to write a check, and that check should come back to you. That check comes back to you in your mailbox, you are ready to rock and roll. Okay. I mean, you understand the concept of what's going on there, right? I mean, you know, and all you got to do is go look up canceled check or paid check. A canceled check is the last step in the in, in the check processing uh, uh, process. Um, a, ch- a canceled check has been, you know, uh, signed by the payee, endorsed by the payee's bank, endorsed by the, the Federal Reserve Bank, and return to the customer who wrote it. So when, so when I give you a check, you deposit it in your bank, your bank sends it to my bank, my bank says, hey, it's okay, they put canceled on it, and they, they give me back the check, you see? Yep. Well, if, now, instead of dealing with one of the fucking, excuse me, excuse me, uh, dealing with one of the banks that's going to give me all these issues and problems, well, instead of getting it to go to one of those banks, I want the check to go to you, to your bank, to my bank, i.e. my post office box, you see? Mm-hmm. And then if I can get that check to come back to my post office box, you think that, that I tell you, every check that comes through my post office box is going to get a cancel stamp on it, which is a proof it's been paid. There's only two things happens when you write out a check. Either it, go, either it clears or it gets returned. 
and if the check doesn't get returned, then it clears. If the check, if the check clears, it doesn't get returned. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. And every time you you set up one of these EINs, you're using the social security number from the. No. Yeah. You know, the first thing, look, the first thing I did was go out and get a company name and the name of the straw man. And of course, that's a trust. Okay. So an EIN in the name of the straw man. Yeah, you know, like your name's Robin Armstrong, right? Yeah. Go create you a, a trust called Robin Armstrong. Gotcha. It will it will then give you an EIN for that trust, you see? Yep. All right, then that trust can create whatever other trust you need. It's called series trust. And they, they use them all the time. It's called a what trust? Series. A, se- a series trust. Okay. Like the first in a series. Right. Okay. So so now when you when when you go to court and the uh, the um, court cases against Robin Armstrong, right? Mm-hmm. Oh well, hold the fuck up, Judge. That's a trust. And not only that, you have the document from the Department of Treasury and IRS to prove it. So so you so you can let your you know you let your, you know shit sway in the wind for a little bit while while they sit there and discuss what to discuss what to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> well and that's that's where I was with a you know, I wasn't sure if I should set that up as a sole proprietor or because I, I was looking on the, the EIN website and it's it says a sole proprietor is either self-employed and must fill out the 1040 or an independent contractor. Right. And it doesn't uh, give any for the independent yeah, the only, contractor. Yeah, here, here, here's, the, here, here's the thing with the sole proprietor. And it's if a sole proprietor uh, relationship uh, when that uh, company is being charged, it'll be the individual owner who's responsible for it. Mm-hmm. All right, so that really doesn't do you any good as far as protection goes. Yes, it gives you more control over the use of that name, but it doesn't give you the protection, legal protection, as a trust would, especially when you okay. name God as the trustee. Gotcha. So now when you go into the court, like I said, you know, uh, well, Robert Armstrong, well, I'm here to take care of that matter, Judge. <laughs> <laughs> Because you got an ace in your hole. It's like, well, hold on, man. What are you? Are you guys stupid or something? Are you guys under the impression that uh, I'm Robin Armstrong? You silly little rabbits. Here, let me split your wig with this one. Uh, actually, Robin Armstrong's a trust. I got the EIN number. And see, here's the thing about the EIN number versus the uh, Social Security number. You, you simply look at the facts involved in it. A Social Security number, I'm sure you've probably been heard, is uh, an employee or prove that you work for the government, right? Yeah. Okay, well, that's called an employee identification number. Well, uh, an employee is a servant 
whereas an employer is a master. See? Yeah. Yeah. So an EIN number is a master identification number, and a social security number is a slave identification number. All right, that that helps because yeah, I was, and then I had heard, you know, um, uh, I've been talking to Brent and Julie and a couple other folks, and they're saying, you know, it should be the estate, set it up for for the estate, the EIN. Well, the the, the estate I covered with you know the will and testament. You know, I put all my faith and trust in God, bar none. All right, when I did that, that created the trust. The estate is everything. You claim I got an interest, it's part of that estate. You claim I have a property interest or that I have a debt or obligation or a credit or a, uh, uh, you know, something like that along that line, well, that that's okay. It's part of the estate of the trust. If you want to put a state, I don't see why you can't do that, but it's not to me it's not necessary. Yeah, cuz when you get an EIN for an estate, it puts the word estate in the name, in the legal name. Right? So, I didn't Well, um, well yeah, but here's the thing. The, the the term estate, title, and right are all synonymous. So if you wanted to put, you know, the estate of Robin Armstrong, you could put the title of all Robin Armstrong or the right of Robin Armstrong. Or you could just put Robin Armstrong and know that there's a title, right, and a state behind it automatically. All right, and the, the other place I was getting confused is the difference between the estate and the organization. Right. You know, so there's there's a, you know, the birth certificate creates the registered organization. Evidence of. Evidence of. And then um, there's an estate within that organization, or is the organization an estate? Well, uh, this is this is one of the, another one of the great embarrassments of the so-called Barg Association is that when you start asking questions like that, you're just a little bit more intelligent than the rest of the fucking sheep. That's a good question. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> well, I can swing both ways. Look, anytime there's an organization. Uh, uh, it all depends on the facts, all right? You know, and before we even talk about what the law says, we need to discover what the facts are. Let's say there was an organization created, and that organization was an estate for the uh, uh, distribution of the estate after the decedent has you know, been deceased, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, it, it, it gets me right back to what I was saying before. Whether you put the right of Robin Armstrong, the title of Robin Armstrong, or the estate of Robin Armstrong, 
uh, really, it's not necessary. Just put Robert Armstrong, because Robert Armstrong is the title of the, it is the title, it is the estate, it is the right. Now, sweetie, I think what you might be referring to is the interest that you have within the registered organization, because you right. the it was created for your benefit, but then you've also worked as an agent unbeknownst. So everything that's done through that, you have an interest or a benefit in, depending on your position. An organization has an interest, and we call that property. Okay? Mm, Yeah. Uh, Property, right, title, estate, it's it's all synonymous. Uh, so and this is where they get us confused a little bit, you know, uh, by using all these different words that mean exactly the same thing, and it can be kind of confusing, you know, grouping them all together so that you can understand exactly what the hell they're talking about. Uh, uh, the truth is, and this is where we talk about fracture, uh, fractured estate, or fractured interest. Um, let's say we have this organization called the United States of America. Now, I have an interest in that organization. You have an interest in that organization. Susan has an interest, and Brian has an interest. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, the, so there, are, there are many estates within the estate of the United States. It's when no one else has an interest in that property. That's, the, that's where we want to get to. We want, we want to get to that point where no one else has an interest in that property because that... that is what we call perfect title or absolute title. Huh. And if you have perfect title, if you have absolutely title, absolute title, no one can take it from you lawfully. They can pull out their guns and beat you over the head and make you sign shit and do all this other stuff, but they can't do it lawfully. Because not even the United States government can take property from someone if they have perfect absolute title to it. And when we talk about right or title, uh, we're, we're you know, let's say we have, let's say we're talking about, you know, let's say all four of us went in on a partnership uh, in an investment where we're going to invest our money to buy real estate, to flip houses, uh, to try to make some money, you know, some kind of investment, real estate investment company. Um, uh, when we do that, uh, the estate of that partnership or the estate of that organization would be estated out uh, depending on how much equity that each one of us put into it. If we all was doing it on an equal basis, it would be, you know, uh, uh, I'm a fourth part owner, you're a fourth part owner, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And each of us would have a separate estate in the estate of the partnership. So it's kind of weird how you have to dice things up when other people become interested or gain an interest in your property or what we call joint or communal property, which is where you get us back to the, you know, the land registration titles, Minnesota Rule 220. You know, the birth certificate is land. And it's evidence of title to that land of the co-parsonary estate that was left to us by our ancestors. Which, by the way, the lawyers and judges, uh, most of which uh, are not Americans, 
want to try to get their hands on, you know. Okay. So when you have a a, a trust, um, you know, uh, the property that is conveyed in trust could be uh, any kind of property, right? Yep. It could be a painting. It could be a story, a book. It could be just about anything, an ideal. It is, if they're going to look at me as, if they're going to look at me as quote unquote human capital, as a human resource, as an asset, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm gonna go ahead and say you're damn right I am, but I'm my asset. <laughs> you see right. what I'm saying? I'm my human resource. I'm my human capital, not fucking yours. And then once you start play, taking these positions uh, in the uh, courtroom setting, uh, it could get quite fun and quite interesting to see how they respond because when, when you go into their court, it all comes down to obligations. You know, as we talk, me and Susan was talking about this earlier about creditor-debtor relationship in that courtroom. If I don't have the obligation, you certainly as hell don't have the right. I mean, you understand that part of it, right? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, so we had the some question... fun times this week with with some court stuff. <laughs> yeah. So when you go in there and you know you take the position that uh, hold on, you know, uh, well you got to do this. You got well hold on. Am I obligated to do that? And of course, they're always under. Well, of course you are. Okay, I just want to see the evidence. What, what evidence do you have that says I'm obligated to get a fucking driver's license? And then you'll, they'll, of course, uh, quote some statute or something, and then you'll come back and say, yeah, but that only applies to uh, motor vehicles and vehicles, which include all agencies. If I'm not operating an agency, once again, I ask you, why am I obligated to do that if I'm not an agent operating an agency or an agent operating commercial vehicle. Well, well, well. Now you're just being belligerent. Now you just, you just don't want to follow the law. No, I, I want to follow the law. You're the one that don't want to follow the law. You, you're the one that thinks the average somebody should bow down to your your you know your opinion. So when you take this position of. Uh, I always look at it like this. Whatever position you take, there's always the opposite position, you see? Yeah. And if you're good at it, you can dance across, you can dance back and forth across those lines and, 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 and you know, and uh, twist them up, kind of say, you know. But it always comes down to whether or not I, whether or not I have the obligation uh, because if I don't have the obligation, you sure as hell don't have the right. And this is where we talk about you take your birth certificate down there, you get it involved with the 
Department of Motor Vehicle, which is the Department of Commerce, really, the Department of Transportation. No, it's the Department of Commerce. And if you went back in history and looked back to in the 20s and 30s, you'd know that, that the... Uh, that the Department of Health and Family Services was actually used to be called the Department of Labor. Uh, uh, so understanding that when you take your birth certificate down and you get it involved with these agencies, these actually represent uh, private contractual and uh, contractual, you know, con- contractor uh, type relationships uh, with those agencies. That's why those agencies can bring charges for you because, you know, the Department of Motor Vehicles is charged with the regulation of motor vehicles uh, in commerce over upon the highways of the United States. Uh, and, and, and and they are perfectly within their scope of authority to, to regulate that. But what they don't understand is, you know, Joe Smo and Mary, Mary Dumbass uh, behind the counter doesn't understand is, is that uh, – not everyone is obligated to bow to them because they're not involved in the specific area of activity which gives them the right to regulate them. You know, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're brainwashed just like we was. I mean, think about it. first thing you think about when you're growing up, getting ready to get out of high school, is you want to get that driver's license, don't you? Yep. Couldn't wait. That's, that's your freedom. Right, and didn't even know it, but you were signing your de- you, you signed your own death warrant. Yep. So everything um, is uh, relationship wise, you know. Uh, you know, get back to talking about the the organizational structure of what we call states, i.e., Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Pennsylvania, and all the rest of them. Um, uh, we got to remember that uh, before the United States districting of the states, uh, that there was no borders, uh, just generally known uh, natural uh, landmarks such as rivers and mountains and things like that. Um, the districting that took place was merely for the purposes of of assigning territorial boundaries to the administration of the United States laws over, you know, the continental United States. So when you look at a map today, you see all these borders there. Uh, those borders are only existence within the United States administrative territorial jurisdiction. It has nothing to do with uh, uh, how shit really works, you know. You know. Well, they tell me there's a county line out there, Judge, but I went and looked and I didn't see no fucking line. So it just raises the question, if there's no county line, is there a county? Well, this is what they mean by the county at large or the state at large. <clears throat> Because the rules that involve that state, that county, or that nation, or that country apply to its citizens and the the people under its protection no matter where they're at. This is one of those things about private international law, maritime law, that a lot of people don't understand is that they call it the law of the flag, 
uh, if you're flying a certain kind of flag, uh, you're governed by that law no matter where in the hell you're at. So if you're flying a, a, a flag of the United States on your citizenship and you're in China doing business and something goes down, uh, well, the United States, uh, the, whether you, as long as you're flying that flag of the United States, you're governed by the laws of the United States. Not the laws of China or the laws of Russia or anywhere, but it's the same way with Russia. That's why you see that the you know we have these uh, embassies or these ambassadors come over here and they end up getting caught for spying, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you get caught for spying, Robin, that could be the death penalty for you. But if a Russian gets caught spying, well, he just gets smacked on the wrist and he gets sent home. And the reason is because he's not governed by the laws of the United States. He's governed by the laws of Russia. And they're usually over here under some kind of uh, diplomacy. Sure. Some kind of agreement. Like, you know, it's it's a mutual agreement. Hey, look, you, you know, we're going to have ambassadors over in Russia. You're going to have ambassadors over here in the United States. We both know that we're both going to be doing some spying. It's generally understood, so, you know. Um, have you ever seen the movie The Queen? I don't think uh, so. It, it's, uh, it was set back about the time that Tony Blair came into uh, office as prime minister and um, and Diana, Prince of Wales, was killed. Right. And it's I just watched it last night, and an interesting thing, one, one of the things that, that came out, there were several things that came out in the movie, one, when Tony Blair was uh, elected to office, of course, he had to go take an audience with the Queen. She had to invite him, you know, to become prime minister. And the question she asked him is, she said, um, you know, I'm I'm inviting you or extending the invitation for you to form a government in my name. Sure. And and then he had to agree to that. And then another thing is during, um, at the time that Diane uh, Diana died, uh, they portrayed the family as, you know, very upset about her antics and the way she was conducting herself, especially after their divorce. And after well, her death, of course, the nation, you, the people... Go ahead. Do you, you think that... She, hey, look, here's the way I see it. Look, she was destined to die because her name was Princess Di. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Well, they were, um, the family was being very... Um, uh, withdrawn they they weren't uh they weren't showing any uh um sadness for her passing with the people because they called her the the people's um princess um you know they they were very put off by this and yeah, the one thing was mentioned, killed her. well the, the another thing they mentioned is that the the people were gathered all in london around buckingham palace they put you know thousands and thousands of flowers out people were sleeping in the streets and the one thing they kept saying is, where is the queen? Um, and they looked in the flagpole above Buckingham Palace. There was no flag. And they said, when the queen is in residence, wherever she is in residence, her flag is there. And so that, that's how they know where the queen is. When they look up at Buckingham Palace, the flag's there. It means she's there. If she's out at their summer house, the flag wow. is there. So uh, I, I, with what we've been talking about, I thought that was interesting that, you know, there, there is a very um, common everyday portrayal of that even now um, that certain people understand, but they don't know how to how to put it in proper context. 
Right, right. You know, well, like I said, you know, Princess Di was destined to die. It was in her story. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why do you think they call her Princess Di? They called her Princess Di before she died. And, and, uh, look, the Queen of England is nothing more than a character. It's an office. Yeah, it's a persona that somebody plays. A persona, plays. yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, and uh, so is the President of the United States. So is each one of those representatives' office. And, you know, we're not listening to what they're saying. You know, they are our representatives. They're not us. They're our representatives. And as they are our representatives, well, take that position. Well, if you're my representative, you're going to do what I tell you to do. Or you're not my representative. You know, this is why Donald J. Trump won the, won, won the White House is because you're fired. You know, it's, 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 you know uh, uh, whether you're talking about the Queen or whether you're talking about the President of the United States, they're both quote unquote offices, right? For your benefit, right? right? Absolutely. Well, then, you know, uh, this is why we talk about de facto and de jure. Um, not only we, we the, the de jure sovereign people, we have to be the de facto because to be a de jure is as uh, 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 a term that's just laid out there that's uh, you know not effective without the fact. You can be de facto and not be de jure, but if you are de jure, it doesn't make a difference unless you're de facto. You know. Uh, you, you'll hear this a lot in, in court. The judge will go, are you an attorney? Right? And most people go, no. Right? Well, maybe they should be going, yes. Yes, I am the attorney, in fact, for this entity. See, and this is why, you know, this big old cheese and ass smile comes across my face Um uh, when they talk about that straw man name, because I got that, I got that dude bag tagged and covered. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? He's, he, you know, like I told Susan, I was like he's hanging up on my wall like a trophy. You see what I'm saying? Wrapped in plastic. That animal uh, is uh, will be causing no more harm to me. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that and that is an animal. And Susan, are you still on? Yeah. Hey, remember how you know? Just to tell Brian a little bit how we talk about uh, uh, the animals. You know, uh, negotiable instruments are peculiar types of animals, are they not? It's yes, a species. Right. And 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 this is the word that a lot of people would talk about. Well, he's special. No, he's not special. He's special. And it's all in how we pronounce the words. It changes the whole context and tone of the paragraph or the, the sentence that you're reading. You know, uh, and how many times have we run across the term magical phrases, Susan? Yeah, well, too. When you look up endorsement, yeah. When you look up endorsement in Black's Law, I think it's fourth and then it keeps going. There's clever phrases 
or from a clever endorser uses many magical phrases, what it says. Right. This is in the Black's Law Dictionary, and they're talking about magical phrases. And not only that, you'll see that that term magic appears a lot in Black's Law. And magical phrases is nothing more than words written on a piece of paper to get you to believe something that may or may not be true, depending on the context in which it was delivered and the context in which you were programmed. <clears throat> when it comes down, when you break it down to its most simplest terms, so you know when you look at that birth certificate, you know. Uh, 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 you got to understand that that birth certificate is a bill of lading. It, it's that birth certificate is everything. It, it's a certificate showing the organization was organized. It's a negotiable instrument. It's a bill of lading. It's a it's a vehicle. It's a ship. It's it, you know you talk about magical. This 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 birth certificate is one fucking magical fucking carpet ride. Now, you combine that with the very fact that the Bible starts off talking about the birth certificate. You know, when, when the Bible starts off, in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. When, when that, that, they are referring to the birth certificate right there. And when they talk about God creating the, the animals, well, negotiable instruments are peculiar types of animals. So when God is creating all the animals, and he, then he creates man, which is another animal, and from the dust of the earth he made him, from the clay of the earth he made him, uh, yeah, that's because he made him out of a clay tablet called a birth certificate. This is the, this is the magic of the, uh, you know, uh, the nakedness of the father and mother that the Bible speaks of. Don't expose the, the nakedness of your mother. Don't expose the nakedness of your father. Because and 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 now actuality, you know, they're a bunch of cousin, they're just a crazy old lady and a crazy old man. <laughs> so right from the get go, you have the Bible talking about uh, the creation of the birth certificate, the heaven and earth, that which is above and that which is below. Uh, when it talks about the uh, the waters, you know, he he separated the waters from that which above from the waters that was below. Uh, if you understand what water is, uh, the subject of ownership as a designated commodity or designation or naming of things, uh, you'll, you'll, you know, if you understand it like I do, you'll see that this is a, uh, a direct reference to the issuance of the birth certificate for each and every one of us, which is always, if, if it is true that the, the timeline of history is true uh, uh, concerning Egypt, Israel, Greece, Roman, medieval times. If this timeline is true, well, then then, uh, birth certificates go all the way back to the very beginning, and they don't come out of the Bible uh, or or the Israel or Egypt. It actually goes all the way back to ancient China. And, you know, households and, and, and who rules the household. Uh, you know, I was trying to uh, talk to Susan earlier about courts. Where does courts come from, the word courts? Uh, well, the word courts actually come from the word cohorts, which is C-O-H-O-R-T-S, 
and it come and it's a actually ancient China term uh, when the emperor used to send around his lords, which used to pitch a tent, i.e., a tabernacle, and and uh, hold and the cohorts would hold what was called cohorts or courts on behalf of the emperor. amazing how, how how much of this stuff actually goes back to ancient China and ancient India. Uh. Just like bank routing numbers. Bank routing numbers and checks. Uh, you know, uh, checks have been around since ancient Egypt times. Negotiable instruments have been around since ancient Egypt times. And uh, from what I know about ancient Egypt, you know, the general currency back then was what they called labor or, or what they called child labor, um, uh, which was a the uh, uh, minority class of individuals from which the labor pool was drawn, you know, and, and that's a story amongst itself about how they had the system set up uh, with the public pool system, but then they had the private pools that suck off the public pools. Uh, it's really a great system that they have set up like I said, it's just been abused, you know, basically. Uh, I had a question about um, passports. I came across a guy uh, who gets passports not as a uh, U.S. citizen, but as more as a state citizen by writing a, an explanatory statement. But I'm not sure if that applies after I've resigned as agent. Well, uh, look at it like this, uh, Robin. Uh, you have the ability to uh, affiliate yourself with whatever political association you wish. Uh, all persons, born or naturalized, and subject to the jurisdiction of the United States, are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. Guess where I reside? State of Grace. There you go. And I, I would love, I, I, I'm waiting for one of those court personnel to say the State of Grace doesn't exist. <laughs> just, just, you know, I'm going to hear it come out of their own mouths, you know what I'm saying, which I know I never, I'll never hear because of the very fact that they're sitting where, there where they are proves that there's a state of grace. See, and this is, look, when they talk about the several states in the American Union, when they talk about the several states or the states in the Constitution, they're not talking about Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana. They're talking about Armstrong, Gov, you know, and Yager and and Smith, and now these these are our states. See what I'm saying? Your birth certificate is the state. You know, King Louis the Fourteenth once said, you know, you know, I, you know, I, I played a lot of games, you know, on computers and things, and one of the things, the uh, games that I played was Civilization. They always had these great little sayings by uh, these famous people that was, you know, dead nut uh, as far as uh, uh, being true is. And, and King Louis XIV was quoted as saying, 
I am the state. <laughs> Get it? Mm-hmm. You are the state. It's just a matter of understanding what they mean. We we automatically when we look up these laws and we're reading all these laws and stuff, when we when we read the word state, when we read the word government, we already automatically think of something coming into our mind that is not us, which is which is their magic trick. Because whenever they're referring to state, whenever they're referring to government, I'm always reading that as referring to me. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, it, and the whole law takes on a whole different meaning when you start reading it like that. You're you know, reading saw, statutes and codes as it, uh, that it applies to you? Right. When it, wherever you see the word state, right? Think of a birth certificate. Whatever it, sees, whatever it says government, think of your capacity as administrator. All the power, the law is there for everyone. You can use the the, the, the the exact same laws they use. Matter of fact, it's there for you to use as soon as you become aware of it and able to wield it, you know. Yeah, that's the rub right there. Yeah, it, it's, it, the, the law is right there. Uh, when they talk about the treasurer or the secretary, well, who is the secretary? Well, the secretary is the keeper of the seal. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about here, well, uh, there's only one document, one document that I've ever seen the fucking seal of the United States of America on. Anybody care to tell me which one, what document that is? The dollar bill. Well, the one dollar bill. If you, can show me another, if you can show me another document that has uh, the the seal of the United States, I'll shake your hand because I haven't been able to find it. So if the secretary is the keeper of the seal, the secretary of state, see, as soon as I say secretary of state, you automatically think of someone other than yourself. But I'm telling you, I am the Secretary of the State. You see what I'm saying? I am the Keeper of the Seal. I'm just looking at the facts. Well, and and you've made this point before, that because these people are public servants and they're filling an office, the Secretary of State is the office, the particular man or woman that may be sitting in there at the time in a representative capacity Right. You can you can fire as far as their relationship to you and your estate. Yeah, they're just sit there as a placeholder for you, aren't they? Right. All right. Well, uh, move over, Sally. I think I'll make the hamburgers today. When when you're the boss, you can do that. That's right. And and, and, and but once again, we get back to the minor majority issue. You see what I'm saying? There's that bar that must be passed before you can exercise those powers. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, we we've said this multiple times. It, it's it's a total paradigm shift. If 
Oh, if absolutely. You, if you can't completely shift your thinking, and you're, gonna, and, you're right, you're going to be lost in that negative negativity uh, for the rest of your life. Right, and you're going to be constantly scared because every time you go up and face right. it, you're you're, you're always not. putting yourself in the minor position constantly. Right. When, when, when you should be walking in there with you know, excuse my language, with you know, with your uh, your penis hanging out. And I'm talking about, you know, your phallics. I mean, your pen. I mean, you know, that thing you write with. Your will, the right hand. Well, and as I heard somebody say, um, that the master comes in through the front door, the servants come in through the back door. So she said, when I walk into the courtroom, you know, I'm coming in. I know exactly what position I'm I'm taking, and and they do too. Sure. You're not you're not gonna you're not gonna push me off my rock. You see what I'm saying? It ain't happening. <laughs> and this is the great part about it. If Secret Service shows up at your door, you say, You're the Secret Service and they go, Yeah, we're the Secret Service. You say, You guys work for the Treasury, don't you? You say, Yeah, we work for the Treasury. Well, I'm the Secretary of the Treasury. Get the fuck out of my face. That's the power that we have once we understand it. But you can't just say, I'm the Secretary of the Treasury. You got to know you're the Secretary of the Treasury. But if you guys don't think I'm the Secretary of the Treasury, well, then I'll just go down the street and tell everybody what I know. What I know. <laughs> See how you guys like it then. Oh, no, no, no. We don't want that. We don't want that to happen. Happen. Look, people, they go to the election booths and they put in there and they vote for a person to represent them. How many people actually write in their own name? None of them, because they also mark next to the X. This is what I'm saying. And, you know, uh, there are some issues concerning the straw man, your minority, your you reaching the bar. and once, But once you've gotten those things out of the way and you understand what's going on, you understand that that government is there, the laws are there for us to use against them should we have to. And it's really that simple. Now, if I could just float one of them checks out the window and and get it to come back in my post office box, I'll be good. No. There's there's a lot of things going on that they're not telling us. For, 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 uh, For instance, one, you're a bank. Well, not you are. Well, I mean, you are a bank, but your entity is also. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Well, every financial institution has at least one routing number. Well, what's our routing number? Uh, they didn't tell us, did they? No, the Social Security number works as a routing number. Well, it works. yours works as a routing number, a valid routing number. Mine doesn't come back as valid. Oh, okay. But, the, but you know, like me and Susan was talking earlier, she was talking about wanting to know what the prosecutor does to initiate the uh, paperwork for accessing those accounts. And, the, and the, well, they have to have a routing number to out access those accounts, so they know what it is. You see what I'm saying? Every financial institution has at least one routing number. A bank is any person involved in the business of banking. A bank is a financial institution. Uh, the the and, and this is another thing you know to understand about that that straw man, what we call the straw man or that organization, state agency is, is that that entity uh, works so much like a business trust. It's 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 uncanny. Matter of fact, it it has every characteristic of a business trust, and uh, some of the uh, 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 rules regarding business trust uh, is particularly interesting, especially when it concerns prophecy of the Bible and it talks about the seven years and, and all this other stuff about seven years being dead and you know not being heard from seven years, blah blah this, blah blah that. Uh, but that entity uh, has a peculiar uh, 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 working clause in it. Uh, that is peculiar to itself in uh, this way, that the beneficial owner of a business trust is not liable for the charges against the business trust as long as he's not operating the business trust. However, if he is operating the business trust, he can be held liable for the charges against the business trust. Everybody understand that? Okay. Mm -hmm. You is know, that so, a registered uh, agent or as administrator yes, or both? If you're operating it. But that wouldn't be the registered agent specifically, but it would be agency. Anything, any actions that you do that's your on operating. behalf you're of operating. that or... Yeah, it, yeah, if you're operating it, uh, you can be held liable for it. If you're the beneficial owner, and, and and like I said, this is where you have to understand the concepts about what's going on here. It's not the fact that you are or you are not the beneficial owner, or that you are or are not the agent. It's the capacity you act in in relationship to it. Is where you get hung up. So where technically me, I have not operated that entity, and you know. 10 years, uh, that entity died. Matter of fact, if you go on Ohio Secretary of State website, they will tell you right there on there that they assign certain statuses to entities. And one of the statuses that they assign to entities is dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, this is where you talk about endorsements uh, uh, upon maturity. The, the 
When you become mature, the minor dies. You can't have, you know, it's, 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 the, it's the common natural phase of things or the way things are done. Uh, when the major comes, the minor falls. So when, I, so when you hear about all these deceased individuals and stuff, uh, now that you know what they're talking about, be confident in knowing that's what that means. So when it talks about the Secretary of State, know that's you. When they talk about the governor, know that's you uh, because, uh, because it's your own private state, which can be separated from Another state that you create to interact and do business with, you know, the, the quote-unquote world or whatever. So, you know, I, I found it amazing today uh, that I was actually able to go get, open up two bank accounts using uh, a company name that I created and using the tax ID as a number and filing as a personal account. They let me open up two accounts on the bank today as, you know, uh, a, a name other than my name, my company name, uh, and using the EIN number instead of the Social Security number. And they didn't ask you for your Social Security number? Well, they did, but well? I just put the EIN in there. Okay, so so the company, say it's XYZ company, you got an EIN for that company, as, and then you use the, the social, the EIN for the trust. Social, yeah. The straw man trust. Yeah, because okay. the social security number is nothing more than a tax identification number. Right. So remember what he was saying, it, it, um, he, he started his series trust. Right. And and that's the social that he's using when they ask for one, but it's not him. Yeah, I don't use the social uh, except as a claim number. You know, how, you know how you have the social security number, right? Right. It's uh, three numbers, dash, two numbers, dash, four numbers, right? Correct. By changing the dashes, you change it into a claim number. And and I think what Robin's getting at is um is we recently um we recently created um a trust and we went and opened up a bank account. I got an EIN for it. Opened up a bank account for that EIN, but they needed the they needed the name and social security number of the trustee that was going to be uh, responsible for the checking account. Well, you tell them that God doesn't have a fucking, you know, a, a social security number. Look, I went and to get the IEN number to share his trust, right? Mm-hmm. I created a company called U.S. Administrator. I also created okay. a company called God, and it has an EIN number. You see what I'm saying? 
Uh-huh. Well, a, a trustee. See, it, see, this is this is where you're going to have to sit down and explain to them. Say, hey, look, the trustee is another trust. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Or the trustee is God. God doesn't have an EIN number. God doesn't have a, 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 a quote-unquote social security number. Now, does he? Well, in your particular case, he apparently does have an EIN number. Well, uh, there is a company called God, and he has an EIN number. An EIN number you see what I'm saying? But I just mm-hmm. did that to cover my bases. You see, do you understand what I'm doing there? Yeah, that's starting to make sense. Right, so, you know, here I have, you know, uh, 10, 13 company names, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all trust within a trust, within a trust, which is in some superior trust. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, when I use these names, um, it ultimately goes back to God as the trustee. Yeah, you just you just look at them and say, "Look, man, what are you what are you people stupid? You know, it's right there in front of you all the time. In God we trust. Yep. What number did what number did the state put down when they put in God we trust? When, you know, what 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 number did they social security number did they put down for God when they created that trust? What, you guys are allowed to trust in God, but I'm not? Sounds like you guys are a bunch of one-way mothers, boy. (laughs) Now, I'm I'm guessing this was a trial and error process. I'm guessing some of these people looked at you like you had a third eye and handed your papers back to you. Well, well, yeah, but you, I always expect that with people. Right. People are people are stupid, which is why I just go along with what I can work with on the computer. Because the, I like that's why I like the computer. The computer follows a certain set of standard rules, and as long as you stay within those rules, you can do anything you want to on a computer. You see. Whereas with, with the human uh, factor in the equation, well, the, see, the, with the human factor in the equation, well, that's always going to depend on the intellectual, intellectual capacity of the human in question. Yep. So that creates a variability uh, that which is kind of hard to put a value on because you never know how stupid the person is going to be that you're talking to. What, 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 what do you what do you what, what do you mean? God is the trustee. Like, lady, are you stupid? You know, there's a, there's a supreme being called God. You know, the Holy Bible, the Maharaja, and the Vedas, and all the other stuff that they write all the stuff about. You know, that God 
uh, and I've made them trustee. How hard is this to figure out? So I would, you know, uh, with your trust, when you name God as trustee, go down there to the bank and make sure they understand that. And they was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's what you'll hear, right? Well, my mama, my mama said, my my mama said, my mama said, who gives a shit what your mama said? God is the trustee. If you need the name of the trustee, I told you the name of the trustee. I told you. He doesn't have a social security number. However, if you'd like, on his behalf, I will go get an EIN number for you. I, I, you know, on the company, I got, I got my, check it, check it out, Brian, the Queen City Federal Reserve Bank. Guess who the uh, beneficiary of that company is? I have no Dennis. idea. Uh, well, that'd be me. <laughs> uh, you, know, the, you know, the city of Cincinnati... It's a special city. They call it the Queen City. It's where you get the term the Queen's Bench. Okay. All right. Every year down there, and since you see, I, I never knew this, and it's 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 awesome. You know, in Cincinnati, they have every year they call it the Flying Pig Festival. You don't think you don't think that's kind of weird to find pigs? Well, who am I to judge? Well, that, they're talking about the pigs with the wings. You know, yeah, well, I've heard, I've I've heard the. Oh, okay. I was going to say I've always heard the expression when pigs fly. Right. Well, uh, this pig's you know uh, is trying to get his wings going. He's flapping them, but he can't get up out. You know, I'm about to get them, but you know. And the red bull gives you wings. Yeah, okay. So that, that, a, that, that explains that where that came true, from. That is a true statement. And that red bull has to do with the red stamp on the back of the birth certificate. Okay. Now, uh, the, the, all the things that I've seen, that, that, that red stamp is going to be 22 millimeters in diameter. And if you want to know why I look at things like like that, just go look at the Title 31 coinage. Okay. Yeah, because, see, we think of coins as these little round metal objects, right? But that's not what we're talking about, folks. Remember, every coin, every paper dollar came into existence from book money, not the other way around. So when they talk about a silver coin, understand what they're talking about. By the crucifixion and the word of his testimony, you know, the coin a term, the coin a phrase, to coin a symbol, get it? Mm-hmm. 
well, that's what they're talking about with gold and silver coin. Well, you know, which we which we get into this. The eagle has landed. See, uh, it's all symbology, and, and I, I haven't figured it all out yet. Uh, as soon as I do, you guys know. Like I said, I'll, I'll be down there with a helicopter landing, or somebody will. Yeah, <laughs> you'll send the helicopter pick us up, and we'll come see you. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'll probably take a you know drive a truck or something. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Knowing that we, you know, all the powers on us, all we got to do is, now that we know we have the power, it's just a matter of learning to use it. There's no doubt in my mind that somebody can walk into that bank using their birth certificate and what's on the back of their birth certificate and walk out of there with money. There's no doubt in my mind. Now, what is written on the back of the birth certificate and how it's done? I don't know. I've never seen it. But I know that it exists. I know that's how that shit works. Can we take a look at the the um, Congress shall make no money except gold and silver coins? Well, it says the states. The states. They're not admit any bills of credit. They shall not tender anything but gold and silver coin and tender payments for their debts. So you're saying that gold and silver coin can mean something else than what yes, we're it's, thinking Yeah, about. yeah, it's words and, and paintings and, and, and the things that's worth real money, you know. Things that have real value. Look. Let us say that the most valuable thing in the world is not metal or paper, but the most valuable thing in the world is words. Well, this would make sense, especially since they call a thesaurus, in Latin is called a treasure. Let us say that each one of these words, uh, uh, phrases, and terms constitutes a copyright that whenever and wherever used credits a beneficiary of that copyright. The United States of America is like 15th or 7th or 10th in math you know, tenth in science, whatever. They, but you know what? You know, we, the one thing that we're number one in all the time and always have been is what? You know, mm-hmm. music and movies. Mm-hmm. And it, and 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 from the music and movies is where the United States gets all of its quote unquote financial power, and the reason is because of copyright law. If you don't understand copyright, this is why the Joker and the card game. See, because when you go into the court, it's a card game. Who's got the best hand? All right, and and that you were the best hand. You were telling us that a deck of playing cards was originally designed to teach attorneys how to uh, how to operate in court. Yes, absolutely, and. 
uh, it taught them what cards beat what cards. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, when you go in there in the court, it all depends on what kind, what cards you're holding. Uh, so, and one of the things about the Joker is this: the Joker is the wild card, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, it's the willed card. Get it? Mm-hmm. Come on, help me out here, folks. Come on, help me out here. It's the willed <laughs> card, you see? Well, I'm thinking of that as the, the last, your last will, your will and testament. You're, 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 like you're, you're, you're exactly right. The willed card, which the ace represents the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. That's why they called that man who was called Joseph and Miriam, that's why they gave him the name Jesus Christ, or should we say, Asus, because that's the card he was holding. I am the alpha, and I am the omega. I am the beginning, and I am the end. And what card is the beginning and end? The ace. Now, the ace uh, uh, represents the the will of the dead man. That's why they call it the ace of spades. But the joker represents the will card, and it takes both bars. Let me say that again. The joker takes both bars. And on all the old joker cards... It, it would say it'll say the best bower or the best bar, uh, which takes the, the right and the left bar. And the reason it does is because it says it right there on every old card, playing card. It says the Joker, copyright secured. So if you have your copyright secured on your name or on your company name, this card that you play in court will take both bars. That means you're going to stick a big old fat one right in those lawyers. Now, what do you mean by both bars? The the uh, worldly bar and the church bar. There's two, there's oh, two bars. Okay. Yep. Ecclesiastical and, yes, and yes. state. Yes. But see, when you got your copyright secured... See, that's the only thing that allows these lawyers to go in here and do this is because your copyright on your name is not secured, you see? So right. they go in there it's, it's and use it and copy area. it. Yeah, it's a gray area. Uh, but when you got your copyright secured, once you have your copyright secured, see, that's another card you throw in your deck. You see what I mean? Because if the birth certificate is title to land... <clears throat> We have to we have to uh, somewhat acknowledge that or accept that in order to right. have those right. rights transfer to us. Exactly. Yeah, you can't do anything with as your as your minor. You see what I'm saying? Yep. You could sit there and and do whatever you want all day long. It's not going to make a difference if you're a minor. It's a whole different status. Yep, we found that out. But, you know, when you reach, and keep in mind, guys, that, that even though I've taken control of my person and I have somewhat control and I don't go to jail anymore, 
and I could sit here and, uh, you know, uh, enjoy some sense of peace uh, of not being harassed by them, uh, the, 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 you know, my problem still is is achieving uh, the acquisition of control of my financial uh, of my finances. Okay, but that's the second one. That's the second step. This is, this is you know, I I understand how these steps work. It's the second degree of Freemasonry, or whether you want to call it the second step in the three step program, or the second uh, trick that you learn. Uh, as a magician, you know, it, it, to me, I see it everywhere I look. It, it, it's all the same stuff, you know. And, and, and a magician, there's three tricks that you learn to become a master magician. The first trick is you got to pull the hair from the hat, or should I say, pull your, you know, pull your head out of your ass. That's a direct reference to the birth certificate. Pull your head out of your ass. Uh, Kind of like the Mad Hatter. Yes. Uh, uh, The Mad Hatter is the registrar. Because you are whoever that registrar says you are. The registrar Mm -hmm. is the lady of the lake in the uh, Arthurian legends. See, whenever King Arthur would have to go do battle, right, in court, he would go to the lady of the lake, and the lady of the lake would give him Excalibur, right? Okay. Well, that's a sword or a word which other word is an identity, you see? The woman at the well, the woman at the will, uh, you know, when Jesus Christ was on the cross and he says, Abba, right? Father, why why hast thou forsaken me, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Abba, I'm telling you guys, Abba meant the American Bar Association. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. How was Jesus Christ talking 2,000 years ago, hanging on a cross, talking about the American Baker Association? Well, uh, when you go wrap your mind around that, maybe you'll you'll understand how things, I see things, you know, as far as the historical context goes. So, you know, I believe that when they talk about the moon landing, right? The moon landing is a direct reference to the back of the birth certificate. And what, hey, Brian, what is mm-hmm. the what is the moon made out of? Well, it's made out of cheese. And that's what I always heard. I heard it was made out of green cheese. You know, money, cheddar, <laughs> money. Get it? Yeah, that's what they say. Cheddar coming. That's what I'm telling you, you know, and and, and I wish I wish I had somebody that, 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 that sit down and say, well, you know, hey, KW, this is how you do it. <laughs> I, I would give that dude one big-ass wet French kiss. <laughs> but Maybe I know that's it's That's why they haven't showed you yet. <laughs> that's probably why. Maybe I should, leave, you know, leave the tongue in my mouth, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but I know it's there, you know what I mean? You know, I, I I just see all the pieces that fit. The current account goes on the it goes on the books of the company. Uh, 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 has has the, you know, even that that song. You know, in the white room with black curtains. 
at the station, right? That's 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 the barcode on the birth certificate. Oh, did he even have barcodes back then when that song was written? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God, yes. Oh, hell yeah. Remember, look, we cannot let our experiences dictate what we believe. Uh, let me explain what I mean there uh, when I say that. Uh, uh, like me and Susan was talking about, you know, she said that her uh, grandparents didn't grow up with TV, uh, didn't grow up with the state. But that's all relative. Uh, you, you see what I'm saying? Just because you didn't live in an area that had TV in 1954 does not mean that TVs did not exist elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Take that same concept and apply it to computers. We think that computers are relatively modern thing within the last past 75 years or so. And I'm telling you, uh, 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 computers have been around uh, a long time, and so is wire transfers. Did you know that the first wire transfer actually took place in 1872 by telegraph? Well, sure. I, I could see that. All right. Well, that's the first document, documented telegraph here in the West. but that is not the first wire transfer in the world. It actually occurred like 30-something years before that in England when uh, these two brokerage houses would actually run a metal wire and uh, they used the cup. You know, you, you know how like you got the two cups with the, the string on it like when you was a kid, yeah. right? Well, actually, they had that set up in China thousands of years ago. And they actually used copper wire and uh, 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 clay-potted cups. And they would string them across from building to building or from down the street to down the street, and they would actually communicate. That. Well, hold, hold, hold the hell up. Were they actually talking about this or were they actually talking about telephones? I'm telling you that you go back to ancient China and you look at some of the shit that goes on there, I'm telling you, their technology was far more advanced than what, what uh, we think it was. We can even see evidence of this in the Indian text, uh, the uh, Maharaja, or whatever they call them, beta, whatever documents they call them over there, uh, talk about all these super technologies, flying, uh, missiles, uh, electronics. They even discussed uh, one part in there, well, they're obviously describing a TV screen. So while we have this opinion that the medieval times existed, you know, in this place where there was no electricity, where there was no uh, computers or this technology, well, that's a presumption on your part, and I'm going to say it's a false presumption because there's more than, a, more than enough evidence to support my claim that, uh, quote-unquote, information technologies have existed a long time, even though they weren't well-known. You know, the kings and queens and, and, the, and the upper people knew about them, but the lower peasants didn't, you see? 
Just like it is now. Just like it is now. Kind of reminds me of that show that used to be on uh, called Warehouse 13. Uh, I think I recall play, uh, that's when they had all the weird stuff. They would go out and find the objects and stuff. Yep, exactly. Yep. You know, there's a lot of truth to these quote-unquote ghost stories, monster stories, and, uh, and other things. And if we listen real close and we get in tune, uh, it tells us how to operate in, at certain times in certain situations. For instance, you know, uh, when it comes to vampires and werewolves and, uh, well, if you understand that who the vampire is, if you understand what the werewolf is, you're going to be better uh, defending yourself because you're going to be because you're going to be able to associate the magical phrases that are needed to conquer those monsters. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For instance, you know you got a silver bullet, right? Yep. All right. Well, what's a bullet? That same thing they get as a uh, what, what do they call a post or bulletin board. You get it? You see what I'm saying? Or a bullet that is used in writing text. You know what a te- you know what a bullet is in text, don't you? Yeah, it's like a it's like a dot. A bullet yeah. point. Right, right. Uh, and they they actually called this an adjunct uh, in ancient China, and uh, it's a mathematical operator which can reduce any number down to zero. And this is just some of the context I'm talking about. So when you talk about the seal, ver, bullet, they're not talking about what you think they're talking about. They're not talking about something you put in the gun. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right, well, and you just a... said earlier that uh, that words words are weapons. It's a It's sure. like a sword. Man, I, I could take some words and whoop your ass with them. And the courtroom replaced the uh, field of honor when it came to dueling. Right, and and there you is know, a battle in that courtroom. Guns at 20 paces. Right. When you see all these stories about mortal combat, uh, about the duels, about the champions, uh, for instance, the story of David and Goliath, uh, these are stories of court battles, not not spear-chucking idiots out in the middle of the damn field. <clears throat> Go back and read the words that's being said when when the Philistines were encamped and they were challenging Israel. Yeah, that's what's going on there. That's that's a court proceeding. Just like, uh, you know, when we talk about the book of Revelation and it talks about, you know, old boy being swept away in the spirit. And, you know, he stood before the throne of God and he held up a scroll uh, with seven seals on it. And they looked all in heaven and they looked all in earth for someone who was worthy to open up the seals. They they looked all in heaven and earth. None was found worthy. You know, and they leave it hanging on like, oh, nobody's worthy. Oh, hold on. Here comes the Son of Man, and he cometh from the wilderness. No man knoweth his name, but he comes in the name of the will of God. It's a, it's a, it's a court proceeding. 
Can you walk into that courtroom and no man knoweth your name, but you come in the name of the will of God? So it's very important to understand what a Hebrew is because that the Hebrews are the guys that brew the beer down at the bar. At the bar. It, yeah, hey, pay attention when you're watching movies, whatever, talk about court, uh, courts. See how often they refer to the bar. Pay close attention to that shit. It's in all the movies. You know, uh, that, that movie White Lightning with Burt Reynolds, you know. They was going to go down to the the courthouse. They pull up, and he's like, well, this is the courthouse. He's like, no, that's the pool hall. The courthouse is over here, and they walk right into the bar. <laughs> well, come to think of it, uh, wasn't that the way it was set up at Dukes of Hazard? Yep. The, the judge had his office in the back of the bar. <laughs> yep. Because it's a case at bar. Those are the Hebrews. I know what the hell is going on. I know I know how to... See, and the reason that they're able to do this is because one of their liquor establishment, and they get the, they get to all the young people, and they get them in compromising positions. You see what I'm saying? You know how, like they say, that the Illuminati will get, you know, politicians and get blackmail on them, you know? Yeah. Well, that's because, you know, people do stupid shit when they drink. I know. <laughs> You know, like you don't want to drink half a bottle of whiskey then try karaoke, you know what I mean? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's uh really strange the way this world works. Uh it doesn't work like they like you you know, you think it does. Uh but by using reason and logic, we can get down to the nitty-gritty of it. And that's one thing, you know, that, uh, you know, that I think helps me out a lot, uh, deal with these, uh, you know, liars and thieves. Um, you have some lawyer coming there, and he's claiming to represent you. He's claiming to represent you or your family. Uh First thing you need to do is put the put the foot down and and whoop his ass right there on the spot. You're fired. Who are you? Where did you get your authority? What, who the hell are you? You're fired. Get the hell out of here. And you got to remember that all the attorneys and all the cops that go into that courtroom are members and officers of that court. And their first duty is to the court. Right, and where their duty to the court does not interfere or conflict with their duty to their client, then they can represent their client. Right. Well, they ain't representing me. You know, I, I, I well, you know, in one of my hearings, you know, the judge says, "Well, you know, you have the right to represent yourself." I said, "Objection, Your Honor. I'm not here representing anybody. I'm present." And you talking about man? He got fucking mattered and shit. 
Oh, we have to tell you about the letter we received this week. Talking um, about being present? Yeah, that's good, sweetie. Yeah. The um you know, the municipal court here still has our bond money and still has our property that they stole a year and a half ago. So I wrote a letter to the judge saying you know, informing him that we still don't have our property back and you know, we require his assistance to get it back. Well, he wrote back, and uh, he claims that there's still unpaid uh, fines and court costs. So he said, I've taken your request as an um, opportunity to review your cases and deal with issues for unpaid fines and court costs. And then he says, uh, you must be present at the Boaz Municipal Courtroom on Thursday at 5.15. So he didn't say for you must purpose. appear. For this purpose. The purpose of dealing with the issues of unpaying fines and court costs. Okay, right. But he didn't say you must appear. He says you must be present in the courtroom, not you must appear in court. Right. Which I thought was very interesting. And, and it is. Uh, and there's... Uh, a lot of things going on. You know, there's one thing about the, what they call the visitorial powers of the sovereign versus, uh, and this comes from a case with dealing with the controller of the currency and the state charter bank. See, this is another thing that uh, I read, you know, and I understand that, uh, you know, if the state, if the bank is a, if, it, if it's governed by state law, none of their shit applies to you. You see what I'm saying? And if they can go, if they can get together and they can go create a bank, why can't you? Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Well, yeah, the but whole how point does that is, relate to the being present in the courtroom? Uh, well, uh, talking about the unpaid or unsettled fines, right? Yeah. Think of an opportunity. Say, hey, look, uh, do you guys take a personal check? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've been saying for a year and a half, give us the bill and we'll pay it. Give us a verified right. bill. <laughs> and they refused. So. Well, I'm, then I've seen no evidence of a debt. Right, exactly. Or a controversy. Right. And if this court wants to make a ruling, enter a ruling, and define what money is, please do. <laughs> Because I'm telling you, dude, that judge, that judge will be, he'll, he'll be getting his ass chewed out for the next year, not the rest of his life, if he defines money. Well, we kind of, we have him in a split situation right now. So because Robin's already moved to, to start administrating her, uh, her affairs, she sent him a very particular response to that letter coming from the office of the administrator and um, and posing some very specific questions to him where I haven't started that yet, <clears throat> so I approached it from, from the standpoint of an agent. And the only right. question I asked him was, who claims there are issues concerning unpaid fines and court costs? Question mark. And I said, please forward all verifiable claims signed in wet ink under penalty of perjury, blah, 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 and I will forward said claim to the chief executive office for prompt review. Right. 
<laughs> so now now he's got to scratch his head because he can't deal with us both the same way he's been dealing with us. He's right. going to have to deal with Robin one way, and he's going to have to deal with me completely different, but both are going to have to apply to the law. He's going to have to follow the letter of the law as far as how he's supposed to respond. And, and remember that uh, you're not even in a court until you appeal. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, because the appeal goes to the circuit court, which would be the first um, the court first record. proper court. Yeah. Right. Well, I know that you have to appeal to invoke the jurisdiction of a court. Otherwise, you're just dealing with executive administrative agencies. Right. Well, we're well past the appeal. <laughs> we're, you know, there, there's a whole thing behind this, but uh, yeah, not not the basically. He was trying to set a trap for us. Because one no, they, would, they wouldn't do that. I know. If, I was if, shocked too. If we had gone in there, you know, our our thought was that he was going to try and you know we would have submitted to the jurisdiction and uh he would have tried to basically the jail the suspended jail time that he gave us a year ago he would have said okay well now you're going to serve your jail time and that would mess with our federal lawsuit because we have you know discovery going on right now so we didn't fall for his trap but uh, it's just, like I said, it's funny that he put you must be present in the courtroom versus you must appear in court. Yeah, and who, who the hell is you? Well, yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. He, he's wanting, Actually, he's wanting to see. It was you both. You both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, I know of no, no, no man or woman or person called you both. Is he from Africa? Is he from Kenya? Is he related to Barack Obama? <laughs> but it's, I mean, it was definitely a trap because we got him on the ropes right now with discovery in the federal suit. Well, I hope you uh, everything works out and, you know, justice is done. But the one thing, you know, don't ever give up. Take it up to the highest court in the land if you have to, you know. Well, and, you know, and, and uh, um, I remember a quote from Bill Thornton years ago when I first started getting into this and started looking at, you know, that's I fell into the common law stuff and, and listening to Bill Thornton. That's what kind of got my feet wet into all this stuff. But one of the things he said, um, he said, court is a war of attrition. Sure. And he said, you've got to, at the very least, you've got to, you've got to run their costs up higher than your costs. And that way, even if there if there is a perceived victory on their part, you want to make sure it's painful. Well, that's what, that's one one of the the great things about defense. You know, it, it's uh, less costly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of the craziest, most awesome things I have ever seen in my life is a porcupine walk through a pride alliance and leave them all fucking weeping. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was awesome. 
you know, uh, you get to watch them wildlife programs. You know, the lions, they hunt together. They bring down the biggest and the baddest, right? Yep. And here goes this little porcupine. And he's just walking, and I'm telling you, he leaves every one of these lions licking their fucking paws. You know what I mean? And I take I take a lesson from that. You, you see what I'm saying? Yep. That... I'm just looking at the facts. Here is an animal that can walk through the midst of a pride of lions and walk out, and not only not only survive and, and walk out unscathed, but leave them licking their wounds. He, he must have been standing uh, in his own jurisdiction. He must have been doing something right. So, but, but I take a, I take lessons from that. You see what I mean? Yeah. You know, and it, it was kind of funny because, you know, every time a lion get close, you know, that porcupine, he would like kind of lean into him. You know what I mean? You know, it's kind of like when you're playing basketball. You know, sometimes, you know, you have that opportunity where you can lean in and draw the foul. Uh-huh. You know, so so it doesn't make a difference if you make the shot or not. You know, you, you're in a position where you have an advantage. You got the guy up in the air. All you have to do is lean in and draw the foul. And if you can get the court to do that, you know, that's another thing that you think about. You know, lots of lessons to be learned through sports and court. The best way to to, uh, understand court is basketball. When they're putting evidence in the evidence basket. See what I mean? Mm -hmm. If, If you're on defense and they're on offense, your only job is to prevent them from putting any evidence into the record, you see. If you can prevent them from putting any evidence into the basket, you win. You understand what I'm saying? Or to carry that analogy a step further, if you if you can put more valuable evidence into your basket than they can put into theirs, you win. Uh, well, yes, but uh, that would be subject to the opinion of the judge. You know the weight of the evidence. But however, right. if if you could if you could skunk them on the evidence, you're good to go. Yeah. Well, most yeah. cases, a uh, retired attorney told me uh, most cases are won in discovery. Sure, sure, uh, uh, because this is where the evidence is laid out. How in the hell are you going to draw a conclusion without evidence on the record? And this is why, objection, Your Honor, uh, 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 facts not on the record. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is, this is a game changer when you have these attorneys up there trying to uh, um, get off hearsay and these other things and, and, and uh, character assassinations and everything. You just simply go, objection, Your Honor. Facts, not in evidence. I mean, you know, he's over here claiming this, but there's nothing in the record that, that evidences his claim. And and who the hell is he to, over here to claim anyway? He's not over there to claim or testify to do anything. You know, I raised this uh, objection a, a couple of times in court. Objection, Your Honor. The attorney's testifying. 
And if he's going to testify, put his ass on the fucking stand under oath. Other than that, I move to strike for whatever he says. And you take that same position, whether it's an attorney in a civil lawsuit or a litigation, or whether you take it in some uh, a backwoods uh, kangaroo court criminal proceeding, you know. There's no way in hell that this schmuck over here in this in this suit speaking all this legally shit, there's, he's not getting over me anymore. She was saying, I know. I know what the truth is. I know what's going on. I know I know this game. And I'm gonna stick my foot up his ass so far that I can tickle his teeth with my toes. And that's the attitude you got to have when you go in here. And the discovery uh, is a big chunk of that because it, it, it gives you the playbook before the game is played. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you know what plays they're going to run before they run them, oh, boy, ain't that fun. It's going to be a fun day for defense, ain't it? Oh, yeah. So you well, see, basically, this is our, for our offense. Again, this is for our offense. Yeah, but, well, but offense, technically, offense when you think got, about it, it, it's a defensive move because it resulted from their original offense against us. Yeah. yeah, if they want to drop the football, pick it up and and run it in for the touchdown. Called a fumble. But you're correct. We're we're pursuing them right now, but we're doing that because um, because of their offense against us, and and uh, and if we don't, they're just going to target us. Right. Well, you know? obviously, you've already been targeted. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, and it probably is because that you uh, don't want to play ball with them. Uh, you know, uh, my guess is it's probably. That uh, you know, uh, you don't go to their churches, you don't go to their little 4-H clubs, you don't go to their little shit where they can, uh, you know, fleece you. So uh, they'll find another way to get some kind of value out of you. Now, now remember, if it comes down to it, you know, it's best just to go sell all your shit, move, and buy, go go move to some place that's someplace nice. Now. And, and this is where you have to understand how shit, you know, really works. Uh, I don't know about how Alabama uh, presents its public property and its private property. Now, in Ohio, uh, 98% of the land in Ohio is privately owned, which is a big, big difference from uh, across the river in Kentucky, which Kentucky uh, is, uh, I think, I think, 80-something percent owned by the state. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, in the state of Ohio, if you look at their property map, the state of Ohio, and they have an open checkbook, and, and you know, Ohio's great because they, they put it all right there. They don't hide nothing. You know, they're not, they're not that kind of people, um, uh, as such some are from the south. Um if you go look at their map, 
you'll see that the only thing that the state of Ohio owns is, quote-unquote, the highways and the specific buildings, uh, you know, health department buildings, transportation buildings, and, they, and things like this. Other than that, they don't own anything else. Whereas it be, might be different, you know, in Alabama, you know. You know, Alabama might actually own the dirt you're, you're, you're standing on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, we're, we're going to find out. We've got a couple people right now that we know that are, um, that are approaching that subject with the state as far as... Um, um, land grants and patents and things so <laughs> they've done a lot they're doing a lot of that research right now well you know a good thing that would help understand that state the whole state issue uh is that <clears throat> as you sue them in their private individual capacity when you do that it takes away all their power as a sovereign state. You see what I mean? Right. You know, uh, when when you sue them, you sue them just like you would sue me or you would sue anybody else as a private individual equal, you see? We all know that they love to put on the little outfits and clothe themselves with the color of state law. Uh which by, you know, uh, uh, I actually got a better understanding of the 13th and 14th Amendment the other day by watching Quantum Leap. Let me explain. The 14th Amendment, to understand it better, the 14th Amendment is is a a direct... um, Amendment to address the issue of state action, and it only it only refers to state action. It's the Thirteenth Amendment that addresses private action. So if somebody on a private side uh, uh, does something to you, they're in violation of the 13th Amendment. If the state does it to you, they're in violation of the 14th Amendment, you see? Okay. <coughs> well, anyways, guys, if you, if you ain't got a question, I'm going to get off here. I'm actually feeling kind of beat. Um, can I just bug you about the passport thing again? Sure. Because I'm, I'm still not clear. Now that I've resigned as, as registered agent and I'm administrating. Um, well, as the administrator director of your agency, guess who has the power to create IDs? Uh, yes, I know I can create IDs. However, uh, as far as leaving the, you know, this continent... <laughs> And going elsewhere, 
you know, I'm I'm not too sure how to do that. Um and if it's even if it's even possible for me to get a if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, you should be able to go down to the post office and buy a pass uh, passport book. Oh, how to do? Never heard of that. Yeah, go down to the post office and say, "Yeah, I'd like to buy a passport book." And they should go right over there on the shelf and pull off passport book. I think cost the. Uh, Fifteen, seventeen dollars, or whatever it is, and uh, they'll give you the book. You give them seventeen dollars, you walk out there with a passport book. Now, why in the hell would they sell you a blank passport book unless they knew you were going to put something in it? That's a very good question, isn't it? Though I had no idea they did that. Though I mean, well, I know I the. I know I got one from uh, the post office, I don't know, maybe about a year and a half or two years ago. I just walked in there, and it was hanging up on the wall. And I was like, well, can I buy one of those passport books there? And I was like, yeah. And I think it was like $16 or something. And uh, I bought it, and when I got home, it was just a big old empty passport book. I don't know what happened to it, but uh, I don't have it now. But, uh, yeah, they sold me a empty passport book. Now, why the hell would you sell me an empty passport book unless you knew I was going to put something in it? And this gets me back to my, my, my back to what I'm saying. Once you know it, once you have, once you get to a certain point where like where you're at, where I'm at, you know that anything they could do, I could do better. You know, I told right, so. Susan, you know, uh, I went and looked at the uh, uh, archive documents on the Hamilton County Probate Court. You go look at the documents. It's obvious. It's obvious that uh, Judge uh, uh, Winkler uh, did not sign all those documents that people like you and me signed those documents as judge, as deputy clerk. See what I'm saying? And this is the paradigm shift that you have to make. You have to understand that anything they could do, you could do. And it's the, it's the whole major minor paradigm shift. All judges and magistrates are trustees and agents of the people and at all, at all times are amenable to them. Those words appear in several constitutions. Let me say that again. All judges and magistrates are trustees and agents of the people, and at all times are amenable to them. It sounds like you're quoting that from somewhere. Yeah, I'm quoting it from uh, several constitutions. You have to understand that which is created cannot be greater than the creator. Well, and I remember you saying that you're either a creator or you're a user or you're a pirate. Right. 
So, and that's what bugs me about trying to, if, if I do try and get one of their passports with, you know, even some caveats in the application, and even well, if they give it to me, I'm still uh, a user. Ms. Robin Armstrong, did you make the, did you make this passport? Yes, yes, Your Honor, I am the creator of that document. Now, if you have your creation copyrighted, ooh, ooh, why don't you just tuck that big old thing back there in your pants, there, Robin? Well, you don't have to pull that out and show that to everybody here in court. Put that thing away before you hurt somebody. Okay. You got to understand copyright. You got to. You got to understand yeah, what create what creator is, and, and you know once you understand these things, you know you go in there and say, "Yes, I created that. I am the creator of that." And and if I have it, if I have it. Huh? I just started researching copyright. Right. You know, if I created something and you're using it without my permission, ooh, you see what I'm saying? Now, there are some reasons you can use it, you know, for educational or informational purposes or whatever, but if you're over there taking my emblems and my symbols and the things that I created and you're making T-shirts and selling it, boy, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Now, you can either purchase the right to use my copyrighted material or you just don't use it. If you, if, you don't, if you don't acquire that license to use something that you did not create, then you're a pirate. So and this it sounds is why like they another, don't want to get their passport at all. Well, to create your own. Yeah. All right, let's I'll have to try see if I can do that. Yeah, you know, look. First of all, you have to do if you're going to create your own state, you got to have your own constitution. It could be a written constitution, it could be an unwritten constitution. Matter of fact, you could even adopt a constitution. You see? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh the constitution for the United States of America it's not what you think it is. We the people, right? In order to ordain or in order to establish a more perfect union. Huh? What? So there was, you see what I'm saying? So what did the, did the Constitution create? It created a union. And that union uh, uh, is true in several senses, but mainly in the sense that it's the unity of your two estates, your worldly state and your spiritual state, the front and the back of the birth certificate. When the, when those two come together, you are in Congress with the House of Representatives and the Upper House of Senate. You are now in Congress assembled. You have the power and authority to write and legislate law. Every bill that is introduced into Congress through the House bill, you know, the House Bill 154, right? What I'm telling you is that almost Every, if not all, all of those bills are introduced to the back of the birth certificate or tax documents. You know, you go look at the Treasury Financial Manual and uh, the Treasury Manual and federal accounts, you're going to see the three-digit agency code and you're going to see the page numbers. Those page numbers are a hint to how you 
you you you found that document. The 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 uh, we always talk about the founder and the foundation. The document and the back of the birth certificate is going to be the foundation for whatever it is that you create. Now, you can call it a state, you can call it a county, you can call it a country, but what it basically comes down to is your company. You want to say it? So when you look at there, like for instance, we look at the agency code, you look at the page number in the Treasury Financial Manual, you're going to see that it has Congress listed as page A2, and it's going to have Senate listed as A1. And I, that is a direct reference to the birth certificate. This is pulling your head out of your ass. This is turning the world upside down. This is seeing shit on the flip side. This is turning the page, starting off with a, a, new, a clean slate, turning over a new leaf, etc., 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 etc. Now, I don't know about those United States, but as far as these United States are concerned, you know, I'm the administrator, secretary, president, vice president, speaker of the house, representative, senator, uh, administrative official. You know, all those offices are available to me. You see what I mean? And you do everything as. You know, this is why Rule 17 and some of the rules in the the, the civil rules procedure are so important when it talks about agency and representation. Well, and that brings up another question. Because if I, like in the federal lawsuit, if I'm now not the agent, but I'm the administrator of the entity, I'm still in a representative capacity, am I not? Sure. Um, you can't get you look. You cannot get around the agency angle when you're talking about entities. An entity can do nothing. Not a zip zilch. It must be done by agent. Because I'm mess, I'm, I know I'm messing up here in this in this thing because I've again I've notified well, it, it, the, the judge well, it's that all, I'm it's no all longer the registered agent. It, yeah, it's all about a relationship. Why? See, can you separate yourself and put you on the other side at same pay meaning uh, the agent's uh, um, capacity? And what I mean by that is is that you know like, like Brian was saying earlier, you know. Yes, you were the registered agent for that entity, and yes, you are acting as agent when you act as administrator for that entity. But can can you not separate your private individual self from your capacity as agent and understand that in your capacity as your private individual self that you yourself have an estate in the estate of the agency? i say that twice real quick. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm I'm starting. It's all starting to get fuzzy because, and I know I, I'm 
Now look, I look, look at it, I know you, I you screwed gotta up. Think, you gotta, you gotta think of yourself that can apply in different capacities. Don't limit yeah, yourself I'm... to administrator or agent or claimant. Understand that all these offices and positions are available to you if the criteria or the prerequisite elements are there for you. So I'm here today as the administrator, claimant, creditor, owner, beneficial owner. You see what I'm saying? I'm not only here as the administrator. I'm not only here as the agent. I'm not here only as a concerned party. I'm here in many capacities. Let me get my hats out. Judge, hold on a second. Well, but but so so the the main point of my question is if I'm in say I'm there as the administrator, I'm in a right. representative capacity, therefore that rule 17 if you're in a non-representative capacity, you you can use the law of your domicile. I can't use right. that, correct? Right, not not in your capacity as administrator, but in your capacity as creditor or as injured party or as claimant, you can, you see. And by the way, as, uh, if you do word research on key, you'll come invariably come across as, which means in the capacity of, which is one of the keys to understanding how legal shit work is capacity. And in order for any electrical circuit to work and discharge the charge, there has to be these little things called what, Brian? Capacitors. Capacitors. Yes, ma'am. And it all works like that. Look, you have circuit courts with charges and charging instruments. You have discharges. Uh, you have uh, all these electrical terms floating around in that court. Uh, it's just a simply a matter of do you know how to discharge your shit? And do you understand what's going on as far as capacities go? I thought I did until I resigned, and now I know that I'm messing up in our federal well, suit. Well, it's, you just resigned your capacity as agent. You have, su- have assumed the capacity as administrator, but only for the purposes of being diligent and honest because you're wanting to find out if there's anybody else that has an interest in that organization. Once you've come to the conclusion that as administrator, you have determined that there is no other interested party in the estate of that agency excepting you in your private capacity, well, you understand what I'm saying there? No, keep going. When you're going to hear the court, you've got to be able to put the hats on to explain yourself why you do what you do, when you did it, and how you did it. Well, Judge, yes, I know I did that, that, this, and that, but I did that as the administrator. I did that as the, the, the claimant. I did that as the injured party, and I did that as that. So sit there and say, well, he can't, she can't do that. Well, you say, well, uh, I just fucking did. 
And you could do that in your capacity. Now, a native citizen may fill any office. I love the sound of that, don't you guys? Yeah. Naturalized citizens are appointed or elected to office. Well, anyway, guys, my phone's about to go dead, so okay. I hear people. We beeping. appreciate your time. Well, Thank I just hope so it much. helps you understand, you know, this 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 magical world called legal land, you know. Yeah, where nothing is what it bit. seems, and you could be anything you want to be. And and really, if if you guys knew how to play magic, the card game, it, you know, uh, it would really help you guys understand how this legal stuff works. See, because what I've did by creating those companies and getting those EINs is I have went and I have created me some create chores. Get it? Sure. So so now when the magician comes at me, I have creatures to defend and block with. You see? Your your Congress, your House and Senate got together and created some did creatures. What it, yes. Yep, did did what it was established to do. Right. And see, in the game of magic, you can never attack the magician head on if he has creatures there to block. See, you see what I'm saying? The creatures are there put for defense and offense, but they're put there mainly for defense to provide some protection or that protective layer between you and the other magician. He's got he's got to take out all your creatures first before he even gets to you. And with 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 you know uh, creators like the Grace Bank and Trust Company, the Queen City Federal Reserve Bank, the United States Administrator, God, uh, and, and these other creators that I have created. Uh, good luck, gentlemen. Well, and and she did, you know, she she's doing this as as she's learning that the letter that she sent to the judge. Um, she told him that um, you know that the our, her office has not received any official claim from his organization. And right. If he wants to place a claim, or needs to, either wants to file a claim or place an order that there are administrative remedies in place for him, please contact the administrative offices, and they will provide him with the necessary paperwork. Right. So and she, there might she, be there might be a step or something in between there, an immediate in the immediate area step that she needs to complete before that really sets in, you know. Right. You know, and uh one one thing is, of course, you know, that I believe is the deceased part of it. For instance, if if Robin is still using all that uh that entity and that entity has not had a chance to die. Uh, which is why I believe there's you know the seven years and it's of what they call the tribulation is actually the seven years you go without using that birth certificate. Because let me tell you, it's hell on wheels 
if you try to operate in this world without that birth certificate. It will try you. It is a tribulation. And after seven years, you don't use that entity, and that entity gets assigned a status of dead. Now, take over the administration, you see? Well, anyways, guys, i got to get off here. The phone's beeping. All right. KW, uh, thanks a lot. We'll thanks try to do another so one next weekend. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I'll set it up. All right, you guys, take it easy. Susan, you still thanks. on? Thanks. Well, she probably went to bed. Yeah, we need to talk to her. She's still on the call, but she uh, maybe muted or she stepped away. All right. It's all good. All right, well, guys, you guys, take it easy. All you right, too. Thanks, Be well. You too. All right, no problem. You too. Bye. Bye. Oh. You hang up? Did you hang up? Well, nobody is showing nobody did, and it's not letting me stop the recording. Everybody's still on the phone, and it's not letting me stop the recording. Oh, I know you're hung up. Okay. He's hung up. She probably hung up, but it's... If I hang up, I don't know...
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.